We take for granted that systems work. Turn on the faucet and water comes out. Flip the switch and lights come on. Go to the supermarket and the shelves are full. Systems make societies work. Phones, internets, banks, roads, hospitals, courts, all operate under complex systems. Societies without such systems are not only inefficient, but often corrupt. Democracy assumes a rule-based legal system to create order. The chaotic scene in Kabul, Afghanistan, and the January 6th attack of the U.S. Capitol provide vivid pictures of the lack of order. The U.S. founding fathers feared that democracy risked becoming a mobocracy, which is why they allowed only the House of Representatives to be elected by a vote of the people. The Senate, the President, and the judiciary were all selected by elite members of society. As James Madison said, we should have leaders with the wisdom to discern and the virtue to pursue the common good. The thinking was that the government should be run by a meritocracy or ruled by citizens who possessed both competence and virtue. The relationship between democracy and capitalism has been intricate and at times fraught with tension. Capitalism readily aligns with liberty and has provided a higher standard of living for the entire society. But without being tempered by the oversight of government, capitalism might prove more beneficial to the few at the expense of the many. After liberty and equality, James O'Toole's third element of democracy is efficiency or the corporatist position, which aims to have a healthy economy to support a society that makes liberty and equality even possible. Business corporations are designed to efficiently divide labor in a way to most effectively achieve the aim of the, of the organization. It provides uh, innovative thinking, thoughtful planning, and effective and efficient implementation of those plans to achieve economies of scale. In the early 20th century, Henry Ford's assembly line epitomized such innovative thinking in implementing a radically new way of organizing the manufacture of cars. Many other business organizations have implemented radically innovative ways to deliver their products to customers more efficiently, um, which has driven down their costs. Walmart, Home Depot, and Amazon come to mind in the retail space. And of course, technology companies have provided products that have markedly increased productivity. Unlike the libertarian or the egalitarian that focus on individual or individual rights, the corporatist looks at the entire society and particularly the necessity of having a successful economy. And unlike the libertarian who wants government to stay out of the way, the corporatist aims to partner with government. Think of Larry Fink, the head of the giant BlackRock Investment Company, and his campaign to get corporations to focus on social and environmental concerns. Or think about the actions of the federal government and the Federal Reserve to shore up the economy during the Great Recession and the COVID-19 pandemic. These demonstrates the partnership between the business community and government. 
Meritocracy has been criticized from the left by Michael Sandel and from the right by Oren Cass, both of whom take university educated prof professionals to task for thinking their success has come from their merit and hard work rather, rather than from the systems that have given them advantage in this economy. The corporatist position has also come under attack from libertarians who do not favor the partnership between government and business and from egalitarians who do not think the wealth produced by the present economy is fairly shared. And also from communitarians who think the emphasis on the economy has blinded the corporatists to social and environmental problems that are at odds with economic growth. Nonetheless, the corporatist focus on innovation and efficiency provides for the vibrant economy that undergirds the other values in a democratic society.